if you can believe in another company, if you can wake up in the morning and go to work for another company, you can also do it for yourself. So at the end of the day, the best value is always in yourself. Welcome to Ask the Pros, where I do my very best to unpack actionable, valuable insights and with the goal of helping you live your dream life. I sit down with top entrepreneurs, professionals, making a difference around the globe so they can tell their stories. In doing so, I aim to inspire and motivate other people that may be struggling or looking for a new spark around their personal life or career path. Okay, Susan, welcome to Ask Pros, you know, where we speak to professionals, entrepreneurs, you know, like you, you know, they come on the show, tell their story, you know, in order to motivate and inspire others. She's so enthusiastic. She's a tech girl. She's into tech, you know, building her own apps, you know, and telling her story as well. Susan will tell us her story, you know, how she started, you know, in a way, you know, to just give a picture on how others can start as well. And Susan, on this show, like we always do, we start from the beginning, you know. So if you don't mind telling the, the listeners, the viewers, you know, who Susan is and how was Susan growing up as a little girl. My name is Susan Filola. I am CEO Creative Director of Jubex Limited, which is a two-sided marketplace for ideas, expertise and investment to meet, connect and be able to scale their business ideas. So let's say you have a business idea and you need the relevant expertise as well as the investment funding needed to scale your ideas. You can come onto my platform and you are able to be matched with the relevant um, stakeholders to be able to do that. My journey starts from Nigeria, <laughs> uh, where I was born. I was born in Nigeria and I came here to the UK when I was two and a half years old. Um, I actually lost my mum at birth in Nigeria and came to the UK with my stepmom. So my stepmom raised me um, and then I... You know, uh, went to school, went through uh, the education system within the UK. I graduated uh, in accounting and marketing and felt the need to start my own business. I worked in various roles uh, within the corporate sector, uh, from investment banking, business analyst, project management, marketing and coordinator advocacy. <laughs> so various roles giving me a, uh, I would say, multi-sector expertise. Um, so when I had all of these expertise, I wanted to utilize them in running my own business. And I was really big about diversity and inclusion. So I started an edtech company. So edtech is education technology. And I wanted to incorporate uh, clothes, which you know, fashion for children with animation and um, sensory cognitive benefits. So I did this by creating a t-shirt which is uh, has a 3D fruit, and it actually has a scent of the fruit. And when you use your phone, when you pull it on the actual fruit, it actually shows your augmented reality of animation, which teaches children all about well-being, diversity, inclusion, and just, you know, how to deal with life and uh, what it entails. So from that, it took me like five years before I raised the relevant investment uh, as well as the relevant um, expertise. So in terms of expertise, I needed some scientists to develop the technology behind my uh, fashion products. So because it took me so long, I was like, wow, like, is this how it takes so long for the entrepreneurial journey? So I felt that it was too long. And also, I felt that there needed to be a solution to help and support entrepreneurs 
to scale much more faster and also much more quickly. So that's where the Jubix idea was stemmed from. Nice, Suzanne. Sorry to hear about your mom. I know how that can be uh, for me as well. You know, lost my dad when I was young as well. So, you know, I, I didn't really grow up with a dad, you know, so I understand, you know, all that. Well, running it back a bit now, as a little girl, Susan, you know, what, what were the things that you were, you, you were interested in, you know, motivated by and said, you know, I like this, you know, I like that, you know, I, I want to be, um, I'm driven by certain things, you know, what were those things? So as a little girl, I used to always like be quite creative with my uh, toys. <laughs> and my mom, obviously being a Nigerian, uh, my stepmom being a Nigerian woman, she was quite determined to actually you know, make me be a success. So she always used to encourage me in terms of spelling, education. Um, initially, I wanted to be a doctor. Then I wanted to be a lawyer. Then I changed and, you know, went into accountancy. From a young age, I was actually bullied at school. So that encouraged me to be even more determined and more resilient in life. Um, but then it also made me want the finer things. <laughs> because obviously, even though I didn't believe like the finer things were, you know, the most important I realized that people, they don't look, you know, they don't look at you in, in uh, the right respect if you don't have these materialistic um, objects. So for me, I think my ambition stemmed from that. So the reason why, you know, I want to be um, successful or even to be rich um, is to actually be able to afford those things as well as help others, which is really important to me. So Helping others actually is probably the first thing. I think people is everything and everything is people. So if we can, you know, as, um, you know, individuals help one another, I think we can get further much more quicker. Yes, Susan, sorry to hear that you were bullied when you were in school, you know, but it just, just goes to, to, to show that, you know, people don't want to understand people, you know, they, they don't want to know you, you know, because if, if they know you and they know who you are, who you, who, what you do and stuff like that, they will probably see a different perspective towards you, you know, and it's so sad that, you know, we from black minorities, sometimes we, we, we face that, you know, and I, I think people that do that, you know, they're just, they're just losers for me. It's, it's really sad. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're really losers, you know, but in terms of, you know, starting your own thing, you know, and, and having that idea of, you know, do you know, I want to go on my own path, you know, having been to school and, you know, doing accounting and all that, you know, what, because what, what, what was that relationship between accounting and doing, doing, doing your own thing as well? Because I, I know you worked in the accounting environment for quite, quite some time. Yeah. Take us a journey through that, you know, was that fulfilling or was that something you were just doing on the side? How, how did that all come about? So most of my work experience was in, uh, within the, um, corporate sector. So as much as I love to wear suits and, um, I love to go to, uh, all the city, uh, city, um, um, venues and events, I, I did like the lack of creativity. So I believe that the corporate sector is quite, you know, regimen in the way that they uh, do things. Hence why they lose out on innovation. I think that creativity is very important. Um, and I think that cross expertise like cross functional expertise is very important as well so for me working in the corporate sector was never going to be the best fit for me because even though i loved you know dressing up in a suit and feeling like you know very corporate like i still missed out on the creativity and just you know having that kind of uh, creative flair where you can input your ideas so i feel that in the corporate sector you're not able to actually give your feedback as much as when you are 
you know, doing your own business. I feel that within the corporate sector, you're also um, segmented to be in certain boxes where people don't fit in boxes. They have, you know, versatile skills that can be utilized within a workplace. So why don't we utilize those, those skills that they have? So for me, I just think starting my own business was very inspiring because it helped me to know that actually I work harder for myself um, and I don't mind to do that. And when you work for corporations or you know companies that don't value you for the skills that you have to bring, it feels uh, daunting and non-exciting. I feel that skills should really uh, be valued. Um, and I feel that even people that go to work, they are entrepreneurs because they have a skill to offer that company. So if that company is making a return on investment from the skills that they're providing, then obviously they're more important than the actual company itself. So from my perspective, I think the value is in the person and not the actual business itself. Yeah, I totally understand this, Suzanne, you know, and, and, and sometimes you probably feel when you start feeling, you know, you're, you're just a number. You know, you're just making up the number or if you're from the any minority, you feel that they're just using you to just, you know, you know, tick that statistics, you know, and exactly. it, yeah, yeah, it could be very, very frustrating, you know, I understand, understand how that feels because I'm, I'm also in the work environment as well, you know, apart from doing this podcasting, I also got a nine to five, you know, and I know how things are in the office, you know, so there are a lot of things you just, you just, you just don't want to talk about, you know, you just want to just get the job done, you know. And, and go back home and just, you know, and, and just be in your own zone, your own environment. You understand? Now, starting up a business, Susan, you know, um, we all want to think about the name, want to think about, you know, the strategies as well. Why Jubix? You know, where did that name come from? So if I tell you where the even like the idea popped up was I was with a group of men <laughs> and they were talking about all of their escapades. So there was a Ghanaian guy, there was a guy from Zimbabwe, Nigeria just a group of black men that were talking about all their different life journeys and their escapades. So I actually came home with a really bad headache. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I just went into my phone. I was like, oh, connections, like connectivity is very important because all of those men, they had some kind of like connectiveness, hence why they were able to express themselves in different various ways. So I Googled connectivity and then I just started looking up all like different meanings of connectivity, etc. And I came up with all these different names, like fragmented balance, config boo, all of these like different <laughs> names that I thought um, were going to be the you know the name for the business. Uh-huh. And then I came up with Jubix. So Jubix is basically Jukebox and Rubik's Cube. So Jukebox, you put a coin in, you get a selection of records. But now with Jubix, you get a selection of stakeholders. And like a Rubik's Cube, it's all color-coded and you have to get it into a mathematically, you know, you mathematically have to keep shuffling until you get the right coordinates. So for Jubik's, it's like you have to keep shuffling your stakeholders until you get the right formula for your business. And also because the connections are anonymous, they're only color-coded. So now you limit all the bias or, um, you know, racism or, you know, sexism involved in actually getting involved in a project. Cool. So you're, you're, you're building this, 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 this as a brand now, you know, as your own thing, as your own baby. Like, like the way entrepreneurs say, they say, you know, that's, that's my baby. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, you can say that, you know, but what are the, what are the challenges you've, you've faced, you know, in, in building this, building this, this, this thing now, you know, because, 
obviously we know it's no it's not an easy road you know the entrepreneurial journey it's not it's not it's not easy you know like I, I can say that for one you know but what are the difficulties you faced you know and you know can you tell us how you've also you know the the solutions you've actually found to take care of those difficulties yes so what i did i did business back to front and i believe that's how business should be done going forward um obviously i started with the idea the concept um and then i started you know, an R&D journey. So I believe R&D is very important in developing any solution or any business idea. You know, actually going to the relevant customers and actually asking them what are their needs and actually presenting them the proposal of what you think the solution is and actually getting their feedback. I think that's a really important stage. So that took me over two years um, and I was able to write a thesis in regards to the Jubix proposition. So... From that, I was able to validate the idea because I was able to actually communicate with over 36 collaborators from, you know, a diverse um, uh, background, a diverse age, as well as diverse sectors. So that gave me a conclusive research to be able to know that this idea, Jubix, is actually relevant to the customers that I'm trying to uh, obviously uh, propose it to. So for me, um, the technical, I mean, the barriers um, I faced is actually the technical development. So obviously I'm not technical, I'm you know, from accounting finance uh, background. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was more from a technical standpoint. So having developed my technical knowledge in the last two years by doing what Jubix does, so talking, speaking, gaining knowledge, um, I've been able to build the architecture. So like, you know, when you build a house, you have the architecture drawn out, how you're going to do it, what what um, components you're going to use, etc. I have done that. But in terms of actually coding, building the technical uh, components of the application, this is something that I'm struggling with at the moment. So what I've done now is obviously uh, try to speak to some Microsoft um, experts because I'm actually a Microsoft um, partner. So I'm trying to see if I can get them involved from a technical standpoint, um, if they believe in the the project, um, to see if they can assist in some way. I actually have a free meeting this afternoon with a different uh, people from Microsoft, Mm -hmm. which I was able to obtain on Friday afternoon. (laughs) So that was quite good. You know, you've, you've, you've talked about these challenges now, you know, and what would you say to someone that wants to go into, you know, sort of things you're doing as well? Like people tend to have that idea to say, you know, it's, it's an easy road. I will just jump in here and just do it. You know, now you have that experience, you know, what would you t- say to someone that wants to go into the same thing you're doing as well or something different? You know, what, what would that advice be? Use GBX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I mean, for me, I think it is, it is, you know, a really hard journey, hence, you know, my proposed solution. I really don't think it's an easy journey, entrepreneurship. I feel that it needs to be easier because everybody has an idea and everybody has a skill to bring to the table. So if, you know, the solution that I proposed actually works, I feel that will help entrepreneurs, uh, uh, you know, come into the entrepreneurial space. Um but my advice would be, prior, obviously, to Jubix being out there on the market, would be go for it. I mean, if you can believe in another company, if you can wake up in the morning and go to work for another company, you can also do it for yourself. So at the end of the day, the best value is always in yourself. So when it comes to working for a company nine to five, 40 hours a week, 
unfortunately, because this company has already built itself, the value that is um, attached to yourself and your skills is not as much as when you actually work for yourself. But I know the barriers of funding, so hence why I can understand the constraints that people have to actually just go out there and just do it on their own because they're going to, where do I get finance? How how much is it going to cost? So I think it's really important that there's a solution that actually gives that from the very get-go of an idea. So as soon as you start an idea, you know how much liquidity is involved to get the relevant expertise and actually get the relevant operational uh, logistics uh, going to be able to scale the idea. Because you can start a business today and say, oh, I just want to build a website. You build a website, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, three grand. And then later on, you realize that actually the website needs updating, continuous updating, legal costs, accountancy fees, depending on your expertise. So these things are all expenses that people do not understand once they start an entrepreneurial journey. So it's really important to factor that in before you even start that there will be finances that you've not actually thought about prior to starting. Yeah, absolutely, Susan. And, and to add to that as well, you know, like, it's also good to, like, you know, have something on the side, you know, like, you have a you have a, a day job nine to five and you and you're kicking your side also because um some people tend to just have that illusion that you know I love this thing I want to do it I want to just go all in but you, you're forgetting the the bills to be paid you know you also need to live as well <laughs> you know <Yeah>. so <laughs> so sometimes your idea of um you know doing it, because for me for one I, I can say that that I've, I've done that before there was a time when you know I, I just left my job and uh i wanted to just go back to nigeria and start a business you know and and uh, and you know i would say that you know also have a family in the uk as well that i also need to taking care of you know i i didn't just understand how all that's going to come about but i took that route you know and it wasn't an easy journey trust me it was <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't that easy joining. So for me, I don't actually have a nine to five. I work for some small medium companies. I do accountancy on the side. Um, but I do think that also having a nine to five and having a business is really hard. I mean, like, especially it depends on what kind of business it is. That's another thing. So obviously, like, you know, if it's a business that's quite intensive, I would believe that having a nine to five, I mean, you've seen it exactly then, right? With the entrepreneur goes pitches you know yeah, for the investment yeah yeah, yeah. and they're like, yeah yeah so if i invest in you today and he's like oh yeah but i've got my nine to five and they're like you don't believe in the business but you want me to be in the business <laughs> but then you've got the other dragons as well that are like well why should he leave his his business i mean his uh, yeah, job his like, job yeah he hasn't made enough money to leave so i think there's two sides to the coin so depending on your situation of course i mean if you have a lot of uh, bills to pay, finances that you've already, you know, um, signed up to prior to starting your business, then definitely have it all figured out prior to um, starting your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, absolutely, Susan. So as an entrepreneur now, Susan, you know, and you, you're, you're, on, you're on this journey now, you're on this part now, you know, what would you say is the best advice you've gotten so far? Best advice? Focus. Always focus because uh, what it is, it's with creativity and innovation. You can just keep being so creative. You can just like, I just want it all, right? So you have to start somewhere. So um, I think focus is a really key word. So, you know, 
don't start thinking how amazing it would be to have you know all of these different different parts stick to one part make that good and then build on that absolutely you know speaking about creativity you know and staying focused as well you know what what inspires you to be to be more creative you know as an entrepreneur people um, I just, I, I love people. I mean, I think you can, I, you know, my future, the future I see is no education. I believe that we can educate ourselves peer to peer. I believe that actually participation peer to peer, it has a lot more weight attached than actually sitting 30 people in a classroom or sitting 30 entrepreneurs in a workshop. I think that it's a lot more about participation, collaboration and insights. So, you know, if you are able to speak to the relevant expertise that can offer you the right insight at the right time, then you actually will have less barriers to face. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you just mentioned people now, you know, in terms of building that as a, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, you know, what's your take on relationship in business, building honest and positive relationships in business? So I think there has to be a personal side to it. I think people need to be able to feel comfortable enough. Uh, all the collaborators I've worked with, they've felt comfortable enough to talk to me about their personal issues, you know, their professional issues, um, as well as even their intimate issues. I think for me, because I, I am very open to listening and I think listening is a really key part. So even the, as much as I, you know, I strive to be a leader, I strive to be an <laughs> Um, I still think that listening is a key trait that I have that benefits uh, me in the long run. So I feel that people should listen to people, especially if they're going through certain issues, you know, even within business. I mean, you know, I've dealt with numerous collaborators. Sometimes, you know, there's deaths in the family, there's illnesses, etc. I've dealt with collaborators that have mental issues, but I've not been like, you know, um, judgmental. I've not been, you know, like, I don't want to work with you. I think judgment really decreases um, participation. And once someone feels judged, they will have a lack of interest. So even if they work for you, they they will not be able to contribute 100% because they feel that you ultimately judge them. You know, even from a religion perspective, you know, obviously uh, the various um, sexualities, you know, it's up to the person what they want to do. As far as you know, you value me as a person and I value you as a person and you don't want me to change and, you know, I don't want you to change. I think that that increases performance in everyone. Yeah, absolutely, Susan. And one thing I just picked now is um, um, being also diverse, you know, in the business environment, you know, trying to include everybody. It's, it's got to be an inclusive environment as well. You know, in the course of building your 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 your, your business, your brand, Jobix, you know, how have you dealt with those situations, you know, in, in terms of you, you want to include include everybody but sometimes it's hard to do because you know you 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 are you're, you're thinking to yourself oh should i should i approach or should i not approach do, do i want to include this person you know but in terms of you know in in the entrepreneurial environment building the business you know how important is diversity in that environment so important it's the one important thing for me um obviously i know there's various you know, analogies that people narratives that people pull out there now like you know black in tech women in tech for me, I do feel that it has a level of exclusion to it. I understand the concepts, but I believe that, you know, if I go onto a platform that says women in tech, obviously, yeah, I'm great. I feel great. But if, if a man goes on that website, he feels excluded. Same if you put like black in tech, that excludes numerous of races, right? So for me, I feel that 
inclusion means no barriers to entry. So if you, you know, limit it or you equate it to a specific segment of people, that is excluding others. So inclusion for me means that I talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime. I don't exclude people for their looks, their perspective, or their values. And I talk to everybody. <laughs> so um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've been in situations where I'm the only black person in the room. I don't feel intimidated by that. I actually feel unique. So for me, I understand that there might be other people that maybe don't have my strength. So I definitely have considerations for them. But for me, I've never actually um, had that issue, um, especially with men as well. So when they say, oh, women. So in the workplace, when I've been in the workplace, I've actually got along more with men than women. Um, but in latter years now, I've seen how women have really empowered me, especially my uh, my friend group, uh, which uh, they have been a... Uh, amazing um uh, amazing support to me so for me i have both sides i have a, male, a female friend group i have a male friend group, and i feel that that also gives me a wide perspective um so i think yeah limitations is when people put people in boxes and say oh no women should be women men should be with men or blacks should be with blacks and whites should be with whites i think the diversity actually encourages so much more and it, it, it is, it's phenomenal what it can bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely, Suzanne, you know, I totally agree with that 100%, you know, but I, I won't say that, you know, as an entrepreneur and now you, you're, you're on this part now, you know, what, what do you think are the mistakes, you know, that people in your industry, you know, make people that are trying to build that business as well, you know, what, what do you think are the common mistakes that you've seen? you know, maybe you yourself, you are also made as well. You know, what are those mistakes? So I feel that people try to uh, piggy bank on on other people's ideas or try to copy something that's already been done. I think being unique, being um, something of change, it really makes you have to think outside the box. You can't just like say, oh, you know, I see this working, so I'm going to make that same thing and I'm going to change the name and I'm going to... I think that there's a lot of people within my industry, which is fintech, financial technology, that, you know, talk about these ecosystems, talk about, um, you know, these accelerators and all of these things. And actually, the lack of diversity, the lack of innovation, the lack of value that these various things have, I feel that, you know, going forward... Now that we're living in such a digital age, even though we were living, you know, living in a digital age before COVID, now it's even more paramount that we look at these things in a different way, you know, in terms of recruitment, in terms of education, and in terms of innovation. So these three aspects going forward, I think, will seriously change over the next 10 years. So education as we see it now will not be as we see it in the next 10 years. In terms of my things that I've had to learn from, delegate. <laughs> I find it really hard to delegate. So I have a team, but because I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, I think. And then also because my vision is very clear. So if I don't see my vision when I give a task, I tend to <laughs> want to do it all myself. So this is another thing as an entrepreneur, please learn how to delegate because you will be left with a <laughs> large workload. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Suzanne. You're right. You know, but go, go back to what you just said now about people need to innovate and people need to, you know, bring up new ideas. You know, but people, some people would also argue, oh, Suzanne, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, like all ideas are they're they there already. You know, but they would say, oh, it's just to make it better. Like for example, you know, there has been taxes, you know, forever. There have been taxes on limo or whatever forever. But Uber came along and made that a better idea. 
So would you, would you say that, you know, instead of copying other people's idea, what, what to what, you know, would you say they will probably just innovate, you know, and make that idea better? I think Uber and the taxi service is very different though. I think it is totally different in terms of like taxis is usually was a calling thing. Now they've made it a technology thing. So it's a totally different sector of services um, in tech and then services on a you know, mundane level where you call up or where you obviously put your hand out for a taxi. I think the key word is accessibility um, and people you know, want accessibility, convenience, hence why people are even ordering just milk <laughs> from the shop and the Uber man is coming to collect it. We've seen in McDonald's and various shops that actually drivers that come to pick these items up are more important than actually the customers that are within the shop. So I think, um, and also in terms of the tracking, so even drivers, they have to like move faster, right, to like get to certain places so that their ratings won't drop. Is similar to how Jubix would work in terms of business. Um, accessibility is so important going forward. Um, there's like 1.7 billion um, customers that are unbanked in the world globally. So if, you know, accessibility to funding, finance, um, services were available um, in a way that is quite unique, then the customer, the customer loyalty, customer base will be much more um, deeper. Um, in terms of Amazon, Google, these companies are very big, but they could be bigger. But choosing not to, uh, choosing to buy out small companies is not actually choosing to um, opt for in- innovation. They're just buying out the small companies, but still sticking to the same strategy. When you are an entrepreneur, you realize that your business has to change every five minutes because the reason why is because technology has taken, it's evolved so much that there's new changes every day. So you have to be rapid. You have to keep up to those changes. So if businesses choose to just stay in one lane, they actually doing themselves a disservice. Going forward, they actually have to be rapid, interchangeable and able to adapt. Yes, um, good. Accessibility is key. And I think as you just throw one thing into it, into it again, you know, time as well is key because most of these services that happens, you know, apart from being accessible and all that, you know, they, you're also trying to save time as well. Now people see it as speed, you know, the other day I was getting an order from Amazon. Normally Amazon will tell you the following day, right? And I've got Prime. And, and they're telling me like three days time. I was like, Oh my God, what, what is it? So what am I paying prime for? You know? So I think, I think it's speed, time, accessibility as well, you know, which, which is good, you know, and I'm talking about technology and all that, you know, now the whole world is all social media, internet, you know, because I can remember a couple of years ago, you know, we were not in this position, you know, things were not as fast as this, you know, what's your take on social media, you know, in reference to innovation and technology as well? So um, since COVID, we've seen the drum up of people um, creating food cuisines from home. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, there's a lot of, I hope they've <laughs> done their food regulations. <laughs> so what we've seen, a lot of peer-to-peer businesses start happening, um, you know, um, within the COVID period. Uh, because what happened, you know, you know, back in the day, you know, before I was born, probably before you were born, you know, it was a bartering system, right? There was no middleman. And now, unfortunately, because of the middleman, it actually creates a lot of um, injustice for certain 
certain segments of people. So there's no trickle down effect. You know, we are the economy. People that spend money, pay for assets or pay their bills or whatever. We are the people that are, you know, I've done the injustice too because all of those big corporations, the rich people, you know, as far as they're concerned, they've worked hard to get to where they are. So they don't care about all of the trickle down effects to help others because as far as they're concerned, you need to work hard as, as hard as I work. But really and truly, this COVID-19 has actually taught us that the key workers in society are the nurses, are the bus drivers, are the, you are know, the bin, the, are the bin, are the bin guys. Exactly. So the everyday average Joe. Um, so, you know, it's really important to factor that in going forward that if we as a global community could lock down ourselves during this pandemic, then as a global community, we can att- attach ourselves to these 2020 goals that we already have put down on paper. Let's not talk about it. Let's do it. Um, and let's, you know, create a better life, a better environment and a better, you know, uh, better opportunities for people around the world. No one said everyone's going to be rich, <laughs> but at least, you know, everybody will have bread and butter right, to uh, eat um, on a daily basis. That's what it is, Suzanne. You know, love that. You know, I also love what you're doing as well. You know, now, what is that thing that makes you, that sets you apart? You know, like we, we Jubix, you know. And someone is listening to you and, and you're trying to sell yourself and say, you know, this is, this, this is me, Susan, and this is Jubix, you know, and they're looking at you as a maybe potential investor. You never know. What is that one thing that sets you apart, you know, from other innovators and other entrepreneurs as well? You know, what, what is that one thing? Passion. <laughs> I haven't been paid for Jubix in the last two years. <laughs> so I would say passion is a very important thing. Um, definitely. I mean, my passion for people and creating opportunities for others. So for me, it's not about how much revenue I'm going to make. It's more about the recognition to help others. That is really the most important thing for me. I mean, obviously everyone needs finance, but for me, if I can help, you know, 100,000 people around the world, I mean, that would be very rewarding. And uh, I would feel, you know, my legacy has been done. For me, I'm so passionate about helping everybody. I feel that we can have equality. Equality does not mean that everybody's going to be on the same playing field. Equality means that people have access to equitable opportunities. And when I say equitable opportunities, equitable meaning that I'm not just going to give you £100. I'm going to give you something where you can work for that £100. So that person also feels that they have actually done it for themselves. So it's not about charity. It's about offering equitable opportunities for everybody. Yeah, love that, Suzanne. You know, and, you know, helping others cross to the other side as well, you know, can be very powerful as well, you know, because we, we have to be, you know, our brother's keepers, you know, to, mm-hmm. to say, to say, you know, and, and we also have to have that empathy, love, you know, just, just try and be there for one another and try and give so much value because I know what, what you're doing as well. You're, you're also giving value as well, which I really, really commend, you know, it's good. And if someone wants to get in touch with Susan, you know, like who Susan is, you know, how, how to find Susan, you know, where's the best place for them to get in touch with you? So you can get me Susan Falola or Falola, as the Nigerians would say, um, on, <laughs> on LinkedIn. It was, it was you, want, you want to you want you want to use your phone here to to, to block our ear, yeah. right? please. Uh, you can get me on LinkedIn, or you can um, get me on info at jubix j u b i x dot co dot uk, and that's my email details. Um, yes, yeah, so. 
just definitely get in contact. You'll be able to see the various updates via our Jubix page, uh, via my personal LinkedIn page. And you'll be able to also uh, get various updates via our YouTube page, which is also called Jubix, J-U-U-B-I-X. Of course, Suzanne. So what would be the last thing, you know, someone's listening and, you know, the last thing for them to take away from this, you know, like Suzanne, Suzanne said, you know, and, and I'm going to hold on to this. What would be that thing? Determination is key and success is fulfilling. Love that. Love that. Suzanne. And I just want to plug out first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Suzanne, it's been a nice conversation so far. You know, love it. You know, love what you do. You know, you're doing a very wonderful job. But, and I know it's hard, you know, but two years on the line now. You're not getting paid for it. You know, you're still doing what you're doing because you love what you do. You love your journey. You love the process and you love the story as well you know and um and i'm grateful for your time you know grateful for the fact that you know you came on the show shared your story and your journey with us you know and hopefully this this will inspire and motivate someone out there you know thanks for the time susan thanks thank you so much take care <laughs> take care guys.